Feed my lambs. The charge given to Peter by Christ just before his ascension was, Feed my lambs. John 21, 15. And this charge is given to every minister. When Christ said to his disciples, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Mark 10, 14. He was speaking to his disciples in all ages. Very much has been lost to the cause of truth by a lack of attention to the spiritual needs of the young. Ministers of the gospel should form a happy acquaintance with the young of their congregations. Many are reluctant to do this, but their neglect is a sin in the sight of heaven. There are among us many young men and women who are not ignorant of our faith, yet whose hearts have never been touched by the power of divine grace. How can we who claim to be the servants of God pass on day after day, week after week, indifferent to their condition? If they should die in their sins, unwarned, their blood would be required at the hands of the watchmen who fail to give them warning. Why should not labor for the youth in our borders be regarded as missionary work of the highest kind? It requires the most delicate tact, the most watchful consideration, the most earnest prayer for heavenly wisdom. The youth are the objects of Satan's special attacks, but kindness, courtesy, and the sympathy which flows from a heart filled with the love to Jesus will gain their confidence and save them from many a snare of the enemy. The youth need more than a casual notice, more than an occasional word of encouragement. They need painstaking, prayerful, careful labor. He only whose heart is filled with love and sympathy will be able to reach those youth who are apparently careless and indifferent. Not all can be helped in the same way. God deals with each according to his temperament and character, and we must cooperate with him. Often those whom we pass by with indifference because we judge them from outward appearance have in them the best material for workers and will repay all the efforts bestowed on them. There must be more study given to the problem of how to deal with the youth, more earnest prayer for the wisdom that is needed in dealing with minds. Subheading, Preaching for Children At every suitable opportunity, let the story of Jesus' love be repeated to the children. In every sermon, let a little corner be left for their benefit. The servant of Christ may make lasting friends of these little ones. Then let him lose no opportunity of helping them to become more intelligent in a knowledge of the Scriptures. This will do more than we realize to bar the way against Satan's devices. If children early become familiar with the truths of God's Word, a barrier against ungodliness will be erected, and they will be able to meet the foe with the words, It is written. Those who give instructions to children and youth should avoid tedious remarks. Short talks, right to the point, will have a happy influence. If there is much to be said, make up for brevity by frequency. A few interesting remarks every now and then will be more helpful than to give all the instruction at once. Long speeches tire the minds of the young. Too much talk will lead them even to loathe spiritual instruction, just as overeating burdens the stomach and lessens the appetite, leading to a loathing for food. Our instruction to the church, and especially to the youth, should be given line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. Children must be drawn toward heaven, not harshly, but very gently. Subheading, Entering into the Feelings of the Youth 
we should seek to enter into the feelings of the youth, sympathizing with them in their joys and sorrows, their conflicts and victories. Jesus did not remain in heaven away from the sorrowing and sinful. He came down to this world that he might become acquainted with the weaknesses, the sufferings, and the temptations of the fallen race. He reached us where we were that he might lift us up. In our work for the youth, we must meet them where they are if we would help them. When youthful disciples are overcome by temptation, let not those older and experienced deal with them harshly or regard their efforts with indifference. Remember that you yourselves have often shown but little strength to resist the tempter's power. Be as patient with these lambs of the flock as you wish others to be with you. God has so constituted us that even the strongest desire sympathy. How much more, then, do children need it? Even a look of compassion will often soothe and strengthen that tried, tempted child. Jesus calls to every wanderer, My son, give me thine heart. Proverbs 23:26. Return, ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Jeremiah 3:22. The youth cannot be truly happy without the love of Jesus. He is waiting with pity and tenderness to hear the confessions of the wayward and to accept their penitence. He watches for some return of gratitude from them, as the mother watches for the smile of recognition from her beloved babe. The great God teaches us to call him Father. He would have us understand how earnestly and tenderly his heart yearns over us in all our trials and temptations. Like as a father pitieth his child, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Psalms 103.13 The mother might sooner forget her child than God could forget one soul that trusts him. Subheading, The Youth to Act a Part in Church Work When the youth give their hearts to God, our responsibility for them does not cease. They must be interested in the Lord's work and led to see that he expects them to do something to advance his cause. It is not enough to show how much needs to be done and to urge the youth to act a part. They must be taught how to labor for the master. They must be trained, disciplined, drilled in the best methods of winning souls to Christ. Teach them to try in a quiet, unpretending way to help their young companions. Let different branches of missionary effort be systematically laid out in which they may take part and let them be given instruction and help. Thus they will learn to work for God. Do not imagine that you can arouse the interest of the young by going to the missionary meeting and preaching a long sermon. Plan ways whereby a life interest may be aroused. From week to week, the youth should bring in their reports, telling what they have tried to do for the Savior and what success has been theirs. If the missionary meeting were made an occasion for bringing in such reports, it would not be dull, tedious, and uninteresting. It would be full of interest, and there would be no lack of attendance. Youthful talent, well-organized and well-trained, is needed in our churches. The youth will do something with their overflowing energies. Unless these energies are directed in right channels, they will be used by the youth in a way that will hurt their own spirituality and prove an injury to those with whom they associate. Let the heart of the instructor be linked with the hearts of those under his charge. Let him remember that they have many temptations to meet. We little realize the objectionable traits of character given to the youth as a birthright, and how often temptation comes to them 
as a result of this birthright. The guiding care that the under-shepherd will give the lambs of his flock is well illustrated by a picture I have seen representing the Good Shepherd. The shepherd is leading the way, while the flock follow close behind, carried in his arms as a helpless lamb, while the mother walks trustingly by his side. Of the work of Christ, Isaiah says, He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom. Isaiah 40.11 The lambs need more than daily food. They need protection. It must constantly be guarded with tender care. If one goes astray, it must be searched for. The figure is a beautiful one and well represents the loving service that the under-shepherd of the flock of Christ is to give to those under his protection and care. My brethren in the ministry, open your doors to young men who are exposed to temptation. Come near to them by personal effort. Evil invites them on every hand. Seek to interest them in that which will help them to live the higher life. Do not hold yourself aloof from them. Bring them to your fireside. Invite them to join you around the family altar. Let us remember the claim of God upon us to make the path to heaven bright and attractive. We should educate the youth to help the youth, and as they seek to do this, they will gain an experience that will qualify them to become consecrated workers in a larger sphere. Thousands of hearts can be reached in the most simple, humble way. The most intellectual, those who are looked upon and praised as the world's most gifted men and women, are often refreshed by the simple words that flow from the heart of one who loves God. The true, honest words of a son or daughter of God, spoken in natural simplicity, will open the door to hearts that have long been locked. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 6, page 115. From a child, Timothy knew the Scriptures, and this knowledge was a safeguard to him against evil influences surrounding him and the temptation to choose pleasure and selfish gratification before duty. Such a safeguard all our children need and it should be a part of the work of parents and of Christ's ambassadors to see that the children are properly instructed in the Word of God. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 4, page 398.